2: This Day in Crime is released every day, Monday through Saturday. For ad-free listening and exclusive bonus content, subscribe to tenderfoot Plus at tenderfitplus.com or on Apple Podcasts. Let's start the show.
0: Happy Tuesday, everyone. I'm Todd McComas. Did you know the phrase, turn a blind eye, dates back to 1801 and a heroic act committed by British naval hero Horatio Nelson? Well, here's what happened. When faced against superior numbers by an enemy fleet, Nelson was told his ship was being signaled from the command ship to retreat. To which Nelson, who only had one eye, put his patch-covered blind eye to his telescope and said famously, I don't see the signal, and went on to score a decisive victory. I like that guy. Now let's keep our eye on what's happening in the world of crime. Here's Laura Benson.
2: Please, sir, can I have a retrial? a case of bloody knuckles, watch out for poltergeists, and a good old family fakeout. All this and more coming up on this day in crime. I'm Laura Benson, and today is Tuesday, January 16th. Alex Murdaugh has become a household name in America for all the wrong reasons. After being convicted in March of last year for fatally shooting his wife and youngest son, Murdaugh returned to the courtroom this morning in South Carolina to discuss a request for a new trial. Trying to summarize Murdaugh's convoluted case would be an absolute headache, but fortunately, he is not the one on trial in this courtroom. His defense attorneys are accusing Colleton County Clerk Beck Hill, who worked on Murdoch's trial in March of last year, of jury tampering, and they're calling for a retrial. Hill is also being investigated for inappropriately leveraging her position as clerk to benefit financially from the sales of her book about Murdoch's case, part of which she openly has admitted to plagiarizing. According to Murdaugh's lawyers, Hill fabricated a Facebook post to get one of the jurors, lucky number 785, removed from the jury, to then be replaced by another juror. She has been accused of asking jurors during the trial whether they thought Murdaugh was guilty or innocent, telling them not to believe Murdaugh's testimony, and pressuring them to reach a guilty verdict for her own profit. Lawyers also claimed that Hill flew to New York City to be with three jurors during their post-trial TV interviews and sharing journalists' business cards with them during proceedings. Hill has denied all of these allegations in a sworn statement. However, if Hill is discredited and Murdaugh's defense is successful in gaining a retrial, we might all get to look forward to another round of high drama court hearings to rehash all of the various wrongful deaths, murders, and fraud charges that Murda has come up against. It'll be like watching reruns of our favorite show. A video surfaced this week that sheds a new light on Courtney Clenny's relationship with late boyfriend Christian Obumseli and may shift the conversation of who was the aggressor in their abusive relationship before Obumceli was stabbed to death in April of 2022. You might remember Courtney Clenny's case. The then 25-year-old Clenny was known online as Courtney Taylor and was a very successful model on the Internet's favorite tastefully smutty subscription site, OnlyFans. The newly released video was filmed on an Aspen trip in February of 2022 and shows Clenny very clearly verbally and physically assaulting Obumseli. Photos she shared to her OnlyFans taken during that time show a scraped-up forearm, which matches her bright red lacy bra, by the way, and two of her fingers on her right hand are taped up in another shot, alluding to an additional physical altercation between the couple. Clenny appeared on January 12th for a status hearing on her case, as she is yet to go to trial, but the new video definitely calls into question whether her gruesome stabbing of Obumsele only a few months later was truly self-defense. Criminals who are obviously not afraid of ghosts stole over a hundred metal placards from the Lincoln Memorial Park Cemetery in Los Angeles over the weekend, following vandalism and theft of two other cemeteries in the Compton and Carson areas in recent weeks. Apparently using a lot of force, the criminals pried off bronze name plaques from the mausoleum, stole a large plaque dedicated to Black World War II soldiers, and attempted to steal a bust statue of Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln Memorial Park is a historic cemetery and was one of the first racially integrated veteran cemeteries in Los Angeles County, with some graves dating back to the 1800s. Similar to the first theft, the thieves seemed to be after anything bronze or copper, and cemetery volunteers suspect they will pawn off the metals to resellers or recycling companies. Although it sounds like a pretty difficult thing to resell. Imagine showing up with a hundred nameplates for graves to a pawn shop and trying to sell them. It's pretty suspicious. I guess the families of the deceased might want to buy them back, and maybe that's the business model. I don't know. Heading on out to the Midwest, 41-year-old Ohio mom Pamela Reed is facing felony charges for theft by deception after faking that her seven-year-old daughter had leukemia for years, and collecting donations to help with a treatment that she never needed. She even went so far as to shave her daughter's head. On a Facebook page named Our Ray of Sunshine, Team Addie Ray, Reed regularly wrote updates about her daughter's alleged cancer treatment, and the page amassed over a thousand followers who also regularly replied and commented well wishes and support. Several local organizations had participated in fundraising efforts and donated money to help offset medical costs, including one organization that is anonymous now that donated $8,000 to help the family. Overall, Reed raised upward of $10,000 in donations. Reed was arrested on January 8th following an investigation by local police and Noble County Children's Services after a community member tipped them off to the ruse a few days earlier. Reed's bail has been posted at 50 grand, and I think she's unfortunately exhausted her fundraising capabilities.
0: We'll be right back after I tell you about something that's going to make your life way better.
1: Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's Lifetime Membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
3: Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance.
2: Police are scrambling to decipher the whereabouts and the motivations of four adults and two children who went missing from their homes outside of St. Louis, Missouri last spring, and they're throwing around the word cult. Now, as you all get to know me, you'll see I love a good cult, but this one has a lot of layers that will hopefully reveal themselves in time, and I'm really not sure what to think. Jerrielle German, 26, Naaman Williams, 29, Michaela Thompson, 23, Maquela Wickerson, 25, and two three-year-old children had all been living together and recently changed their names before they vanished, police said. Some family members of the missing individuals believed their disappearances have something to do with a spiritual leader that they follow online. His name is Rashad Jamal, and they've been throwing around the term cult. Rashad Jamal is a former rapper turned New Age online leader who founded the University of Cosmic Intelligence. Jamal hosts lectures, inspiring rap videos, and sells crystals and books on his platform. And he blends the ideas about Black self-determination with some unusual, sometimes really bizarre beliefs. Among other things, he claims to be a semi-divine being brought back to Earth to heal the planet. Jamal has denied being a cult leader, and has stated that he's pretty sure he does not know the missing folks. He just hops online to host lectures and then he leaves without really getting to know his thousands of followers. Ironically, he's currently serving 18 years in jail for child molestation. And Jamal and his fan base of over 90,000 followers maintain his innocence in this conviction, and if anything, it has actually boosted his signal. At least three other followers of Jamal have been linked to violent crimes in the past, two of which are facing federal indictments awaiting trial for shooting a motorcyclist, while another is accused of killing his mother with a ninja-style sword. If these crimes really are linked to a way of thinking introduced by Jamal, there's tremendous cause to be concerned. But at this point, it's too big of a challenge to decipher, and there's way too much to dig into. I think we will likely have many updates coming over the next few months, and hopefully the first of them will be the reemergence of these missing people. And I'm really looking forward to a Netflix documentary. Well, that's all I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning into This Day in Crime. And check us out tomorrow when Eric Quintana shares another day of criminal activity and the biggest headlines to watch out for.
0: this day in crime is a production of tenderfoot tv in partnership with odyssey produced in association with Burning mountain productions sources for today's episode and full credits can be found in the show notes and you can follow us on social media at this day in crime we're back at it tomorrow thanks for listening